On this week's episode, we learn about the 200-year-old Tennessee legend of the Bell Witch and review the fun-to-watch movie, The Bell Witch Haunting. So when you're done tending your crops, come out to the pod shed. We're taking our Jack Daniels neat and talking about murder. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of THC, True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your other host, Bailey. Me. It's her. Present. We're here and we're excited to do episode 16 for y'all. If you're listening, thank you. How are you feeling, B? It's been a fucking week. (laughs) That's it, man. It's been the worst week. I mean, it's been fine, but you know. It could have been better. That's for damn It definitely could have been better. Um, B was feeling a little under the weather, thought maybe she had COVID, but we're COVID free, we're baby. COVID free. <laughs> Thank goodness. We got the green light. I think at, we're recording right now at like nine o'clock, basically. And we got the green light at like 530. Yep. Mm-hmm. That she was COVID free. So just in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. But because I had nothing better to do, I got to watch two movies this week. This so you week, guys are in for a doozy. <laughs> this week, our, I guess it's not a case. Our story has two movies, at least two movies. Right. Directly based off it. So she watched both of those. Um, I got to go back home to the Bay Area to do some family stuff. And can I tell you how lovely it was to be back in the bay area i bet tell me about the weather Let's the weather start with was that. gorgeous yeah it was in the 70s blue skies mm-hmm, sunny mm-hmm. and i had to go to san francisco and san francisco was in the 70s which might as well be 100 degrees in san francisco and we just talked about this recently that you had never driven in san francisco and before. i still didn't okay i, I barred it yeah yeah i would have the, the place i had to go was like a 20 minute walk from um the pal station yeah which was fine of course and it was really easy it was a straight shot up geary yeah um but on the way back because it had been such a long day i'm like oh i'll just treat myself and get an uber back to pal station and i'm glad i did because the walk up there was like really nobody out i think i saw maybe one person kind of yelling at themselves but Plus, by the end of the day i had taken a wrong turn on the way there and i ended up walking like through the tenderloin okay which was fine. It, yeah. It was really okay. But then coming back in like the early evening, it was different. we drove through chaos. Yeah. And I'm like, scene. oh, I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. I'm not walking right now. Yeah. Um, but all in all, a great trip to the city. Nice and sunny. But what I loved was like, listen, we're going to get a little political, guys. I don't care. So the neighborhood we live in, you and I, is a pretty progressive neighborhood. Yeah. It's like pretty much all Democrat signs. But the town we live in is red is very very maga yeah it's very b might be used to it because she's been up here longer i honestly didn't notice it as much until you started pointing it out <laughs> well that's about right yeah you just are mm-hmm. oblivious i am we, i live in it ignorance is bliss <laughs> we grew up in the east bay contra costa county like especially me where i grew up i grew up like not even 10 like five minutes outside of berkeley yep so very liberal and progressive and if you don't agree with that that, that's fine but my point is it was a very big culture shock to move to move to trump land Mm -hmm. i was not prepared yep so to go home to the bay area and see everybody in my parents neighborhood that you couldn't find a trump sign sticker flag Mm -hmm. red hat nothing nope they are all on the same page and then going to the city 
Um, one of the really old churches in the city had a huge um, BLM banner yep, across their church. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, this is what I... And they had a, um, a, a pride and transgender flag hung up on their church. And I'm yep. like... Oh, not to interrupt you, but I think didn't the Pope just recognize Fuck yeah, gay marriage? Cool pope. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Definitely the coolest Pope that I, in so our lifetime. That's one of the best things that happened all week. <laughs> that was a real highlight. So I went to the Bay Area and it was, you know, it was, sometimes it's nice to be home. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But despite that, I'm such a fucking loser and such a homebody. I was only gone for a few days. Couldn't wait to come back home. I was so happy to come back home. I was so happy to come home. And like we got home right before dinner time. I was so happy to like open a bottle of wine and cook dinner. Yeah. And put on Fleetwood Mac. And and, just be in your home. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's a good feeling. And um, the other thing about where we live. I think there's like two episodes. Weren't we complaining that it was still hot? Yeah. Like it's still like 90 degrees outside at night. Here we are, guys. We're in the pod shed. I have a blanket. It's officially 62 degrees. 62 degrees. We which... went from like 80 at this time last Friday yep. to 62. Yep. That's how fast the fall hits. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, if you're listening in the Midwest or the East Coast or whatever, you're like 62. 62. That's like yeah. vacation weather. But we're just so acclimated to the 115 degree summers that... This is like fucking snow. No. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And it'll get a lot colder here, but I just... I can't believe that here we are. We're in the pod shed. I have a blanket on. Mm -hmm. We're nice and cozy. I wore jeans today and I was like comfortable. They didn't feel sweat dripping between my thighs. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is refreshing. Uh, Amazing. And we do have a lot of Married at First Sight to talk about, but we will save it for the end. We'll save it for the end. I feel like that's a good policy to have. Yeah. Um, Real quick. I, and we're not going to talk anymore about Tenet, but I couldn't remember the main actor's name. I'm still not 100% sure of his actual <laughs> name, but he's Denzel Washington's son. Oh. And he has been in big movies before. Yeah. I just haven't seen them. <laughs> Could you imagine being Denzel Washington's son? And here we are. Well, he's Denzel's son, but I don't know his fucking name. Like, I, I think it's John Washington, oh. but I don't want to. Right. Listen, don't put any stock in that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe he's Denzel's son, but no wonder he's so good. He's a great actor. I feel like there's a lot of sons or children of actors coming out right now, like emerging. Well, you know who my favorite is? No. Ice Cube's son. Mm, he's phenomenal. I love him. Phenomenal. I think he's so cute mm-hmm. and sweet. I just love him. I could eat him up like a waffle. I and love him. And then Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter was in the last season of Stranger Things and she'll be in the new season oh, she, and now their son signed up too. She plays uh, his coworker, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's amazing. She's great. Yeah, she's phenomenal. That scene where they're in the bathroom and he finally professes his feelings for her and she comes out of the closet to him. Oh, yeah. I think I cried. It's so good. It was the best. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, Also on TikTok tonight before you got here, the, there was, uh, you know, this pretty girl and she was like, oh, you guys keep like bragging about your moms in the 90s. She's all, but here's my mom in the 90s and her mom is Brandy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I actually commented. I'm like, your mom was one of my idols. Please tell her how much we love her. Wow. <laughs> I was so excited. Seriously. And she does look like her mom, too. So once she said it, I was like, oh, I see it. Um, let, and speaking of TikTok. Wait, you talk about TikTok and let me hit the joint. Cause, hey, hey, why not? I'm a little hungover today, guys. So and I'm COVID free, so we're might smoking. as well make out. <laughs> uh, 
Um, you had sent me a TikTok this morning, and when I clicked on it, on the link, my TikTok ended up taking me to the Michael Myers house in Pasadena. <laughs> Which I didn't know about. I'm, I had no idea, and I'm like, oh, that's amazing, we should go, and you're like, I don't think you got the right TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I sent her a totally different TikTok about just, like, being friends, but... Um, yeah, that's how funny. good TikTok knows me is that she'll send me a link <laughs> will be completely unrelated and TikTok's like no I know what Bailey really wants to see this morning in the Michael Myers house in Pasadena <laughs> I also want to go probably not this year but um, I didn't know it was there but we have the country's largest corn <coughs> maze down in Dixon okay which I think is like between here and the Bay Area right uh, yeah, Bailey wrong person. That. But it's this huge corn maze. Lou said, my husband said he went there when he was like a teenager, him and his couple friends, and it took them like at least a solid straight hour in the maze to get out. Yeah, I'd go crazy. Yeah, but it's fun. I guess. No one's chasing you with a chainsaw. Yeah, okay. You're just lost. Can I drink through the corn maze? <laughs> Listen, if you put it in a water bottle, you yeah. can drink anywhere you want to For drink. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we get into it this week, do you want to hear a funny story? Of course. So, and I'm not going to use the actual, okay. So we're trying to sign, I was signing my dad up to use my Netflix account. And I was having a crisis last night, a bottle of wine deep with my husband because our, it's been changed. Our old password had the word come in it, C-U-M. And I'm like, I can't give that password to my dad. And mind you, my kids don't know the password or anything because it's always logged in, right? I'm like, I cannot tell my dad that this is our password. And um, so here pipes up 10-year-old Lila, and she's like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, don't worry about it. Right. And she's like, should I Google it? I'm like, no, no. you definitely shouldn't Google it. And now, just to let you guys know, I've really tried to take um, like a point to be very honest with my kids about everything because I want them to have that type of relationship with me. And so there's a lot of times where, especially Lila, because she's older, she'll ask me questions. And my instinct is to say, like, I'll tell you when you're older or this, that, or the other. But I just always go for, like, brutal honesty because I want it to be open. Mm -hmm. So she's all – so I'm like, fine, Lila, because I'm a little drunk. I'm all fine. You really want to know what it is? I can't wait. So I'm like – boys have penises and when the penises get hard and there's a lot of friction on them, sperm comes out of it. Sperm's how you make babies. Right. The slang word for that is come. Yeah. And she's like, wait a minute. But your guys' welcome mat to your pod shed says, because she's, well, oh my gosh. <laughs> our doormat for the pod shed says come inside, C U M, because we're basically sixth graders. Right. We're those people. Um, And she's always asked me why that's funny. And I'm like, oh, it's just funny because it's spelled wrong. Because, like, yeah. we're so dumb that we got like a oh my goodness. thing that's spelled wrong. So she's like, wait. That's what that is? And she's like, and that's what it says on your welcome mat? I'm putting things together. I'm putting but, things together. But did she put it together? Because I, you can't go from No, I just explained that it was to, yeah. sperm mm-hmm. and um, whatever. And then she was immediately like, I got to go bleach my brain. I'm like, yeah. But again, I feel like that's fifth grade material. Didn't we learn sex ed? Like yeah, the basics? The, totally. The bits I know. and we're, pieces? We're working our way up. We started mm-hmm. with female parts, obviously, because she has them and yeah. periods. And mm-hmm. now she knows that penises get hard and ejaculate. And things sperm. come out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. And lose all, oh, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. There goes the neighborhood, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
so there's my funny cum story. Oh my gosh, 10 years old. And, and I changed our password. So my poor, poor father who does not listen to this. You could change your password all you want. Doesn't change how you will forever be in my phone. Yes, our password. <laughs> it's a very special term among our group of friends. It's a term of endearment. It's a term of something. <laughs> Anyways, it's uh, my name and B's phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's great about it is you guys would never guess what it is. No. Whatever term you have with that three-letter word in it, you're mm, wrong. Yeah. It's something that we made up, and it's super inside joke. You'll never know it. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, oh, my God. One hit off a joint. I'm high already. Oh, we're a mess. <laughs> we're a mess already. We yeah. have one truly and a couple hits off a joint. Good luck with us, you guys. Like I said, I'm hungover, guys, so I'm trying to take it ease. All right. So this week, we are doing... The Bell Witch from Tennessee, and B watched two movies. What movies did you watch, B? American Haunting 2005 and The Bell Witch Haunting 2013. Fantastic. And we decided I wanted to do something kind of spooky and fun because it's Halloween season. We had a horrific one last week that neither one of us were emotionally prepared for. (laughs) Nope. And to be fair, I started with an American haunting and I was really mad at you after I finished that movie. I mean, you don't have to be mad at me. I didn't make the fucking movie. I know. But then I'm glad that I finished followed up with the other one because it gave me exactly what I was looking for. So perfect. Yeah. Um, and then next week we have a heady, heavy hitter just for Halloween where I'm really excited about it. So we decided to take a, take an easy week. Yeah. Take a, uh, a, a slow pitch. What is that? Soft pitch. Girl. You, you know what we're saying. You're asking me for directions and <laughs> sports terms. Baseball analogies. Oh Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got everything. Um, from APnews.com. Ooh, that sounds official. I don't know if it is. Uh, (laughs) Cassandra Stevenson. And then another website called bellwitch.org, which is ran by a dude who gets mentioned a lot in this article. Okay. So, and then I looked in other, this article. (laughs) (laughs) It's not an article, guys. It's just me talking. Um, I checked other places and they are, it's all the same shit. Yeah. There's like no differing yeah. story because mm-hmm. it's old as fuck. Right. This is the only story <laughs> there is. is so in Adams, Tennessee, there's the legend of the Bell Witch that's been passed down for 200 years. And in October 2018, historian and author and website bellwitch.org runner, mm-hmm. um, Pat Fitzhugh, gives a talk about the haunting of the Bell Witch. It's kind of what he has an expertise in. And he also has help from Lucy Bell, who is a direct descendant from the Bell family. Which awesome. Is great. So we're going to go back in time, 1817, to Red River, mm-hmm. Tennessee, which is now Adams, Tennessee. And we have farmer John Bell. He's married to the original Lucy Bell. And I think they have seven kids, but it's hard. Nobody ever gives like a, a sentence that says they had this yeah. many kids. I was constantly trying, trying to, to piece like them together. Count them. I think it's seven. Um, and one day he's working on his farm. He's tending to his crops, and he sees a strange animal in the form of a large black dog mm-hmm. that has the head of a rabbit, which mm-hmm. I'm sure freaked him the, the fuck, fuck out. out. <laughs> You guys get some good paper ASMR because I didn't rip it out of my notebook tonight. 
Um, so soon after this, the Bell family starts to hear tapping and banging noises on the walls outside of their cabin. And then they start to hear voices. Um, it sounds kind of like a whispering old lady, but over time she gets louder and louder. Eventually she starts to sing hymns and recite sermons that have been preached like miles away from the bell house, but she'll know them like word for word. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have our ghostly antics, throwing things across the room. She loves to pull the blankets off of people. Right. Um, and then it escalates and she starts to physically assault the youngest Bell member, which is Betsy Bell. And she even leaves handprints and welts on Betsy's body. Okay. So despite all of this, um, the Bell family decides to keep it private. They're scared to say anything because, one, they live in the Bible Belt in a super Christian area. Right. Do you guys hear all those dogs? Isn't Love that it. lovely? <laughs> so they live in a super Christian area. They're very involved in the church. But also, this is only like 125 years after the Salem witch trials. Yeah, like, so they don't want to stir anything up. No, mm -mm. people still believe People are freaked the shit. fuck out. Mm -hmm. um, I get it. But he does eventually tell his good friend, James Johnston, which is the most like cookie cutter white guy, 1800s name, yeah. James Johnston. Mm-hmm. James. He tells James Johnston. So James shows up with his wife. I'm assuming Mrs. Johnston <laughs> to spend the night in the house. Same shit happens to them. The blankets get pulled off of them. James gets slapped. Mm. And um, this can he then convinces John to go to their preacher and ask for advice or help. And pretty much the preacher just tells him like, eh, just let's keep it quiet. Yeah. But somehow or another word gets out. And now Small people town. from all over Tennessee and Kentucky are coming to the bell house to see this for themselves. And the more people that show up, the more the entity is active. Um, the entity or spirit or whatever you want to call it starts to beat children, but trips adults, which I thought was funny. Like, why wouldn't it beat up the adults? But whatever. Yeah. Um, and then her voice gets louder and louder and she basically just starts talking mad cash shit about yeah. john bell she starts saying all kinds of bad <laughs> shit about him it's hilarious she hates john bell hates john bell yeah so who or what this entity is is pretty disputed one theory is that it is this uh, native american spirit because the bell boys disturbed a native american grave okay Listen, the whole uh, Indian burial ground thing is always hilarious to me because, like, the whole the whole country is a Native American burial ground. Everything, yeah. So why isn't everything haunted yeah. by mm -hmm. angry Native Americans? Of course, it's so funny that the whole con or country yeah. was covered. I guess continent because you count Canada. Okay, the whole continent was covered with indigenous people, but yeah. they're like, no, this right here. This, this is, is a burial ground. You're like, no, probably not. <laughs> um, so some people think it's that. But the more popular theory was that it's actually the Bell's family neighbor, Kate Batts. Mm -hmm. So Kate is an outcast of the community. That She's pretty poor. And she does all the manual labor on her farm because her husband's paralyzed, which I guess back then is still not an excuse because they're all ladies no. doing men's work. Oh, um, she's also known to be a little dramatic and she's known for like making big scenes to get attention. Okay. But, you know, that's just going off of the people who don't like her yeah. opinion. So for all who we knows? know, Kate's cool as shit. Um, 
Kate strongly denies any ties to being a witch because that's what they think. They think Kate is a witch and she's like cursed the causing these things to happen. Does she also have reason to hate John Bell? I have no idea, but what do we know about John Bell? What if he's a fucking asshole? I know they own slaves. All we know is that the other whatever is doing this is pissed at him. She does not like him. Yeah. And I don't know if he was a good guy or a bad guy. I do know they own slaves, but I guess... Everybody owned slaves. Everybody back then did, yeah. especially in the South. Except for Kate, she couldn't afford it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Maybe that's why Kate hated John Bell. He I solved another one. <laughs> yeah. She's like, can I just get a little help over here? <laughs> Come on, neighbor. That's so funny. Um, so even though she strongly denies it, of course, our entity being the sassy girl she is starts to identify as Kate. She starts answering only to the name Kate. Okay. Um, so here's a famous story tied to the bell, Witch, a rumor, if you will, that, so the three, three of James's sons, three of the bell boys, (laughs) that sounds so funny. The bell Bell Boys. boys, um, served under president Andrew Jackson who at the time was General Andrew Jackson Mm -hmm. in the Battle of New Orleans. So Andrew Jackson lived kind of in their neighborhood. I mean, you know, it's probably still like a thousand miles away or whatever, but he lived in the area and he came by to visit. And him and his men, their horses refused to cross the property line. They got super spooked. And then like a woman's voice came to them and gave them permission to cross. And then the horses would cross the threshold. Okay. And then when they were staying there, A lot of his men complained of the same shit everyone's complaining about, that they were hit or kicked or their blankets flew off of their bodies, whatever. Nothing happened to Andrew, though, because he said that the witch was scared of him because he had a silver bullet in his pistol that kills witches. But he is rumored to be the person who names it the Bell Witch. Now, our historian Pat thinks that this might be bullshit because he can't find any reputable report for this. So he thinks it's probably just... An urban legend, yeah. but who knows? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take a sip. Oh, our bodies. <laughs> oh, my body. I don't know, but my what was once thought COVID body is like, really, bitch? Really? After all the scare you had this week, and this is how you're going to poison me? <laughs> um, funny that you should mention poison. Oh! In 1820, um, is it John Bell? <laughs> Yes, yes, the dad. John. Yes, I almost said James Bell. John There's Bell, Bell boys. And- I could have already said James Bell, and if you guys caught it, that's just the way oh, it goes. No, I heard John. It's the weed. So 1820, John Bell gets <clears throat> sick, um, and he eventually starts having these fits, which nowadays it, he he was having seizures. Okay. Um, and of course, Kate would laugh at him. <laughs> Our oh my spirit, God, Kate. I can't. And then at 70 years old, John dies, and John Bell Jr finds a bottle of poison next to the bed and they believe that john was poisoned by the bell witch okay um and then of course at his funeral the entity laughed and sang at the funeral i won't lie i really want to hang out with this bitch dude she's having she's living her best afterlife she's so sassy you'll like her even more in a minute oh my gosh so things die down for a while. Eventually, she starts tormenting um, Betsy Bell again, who's grown up now. She's engaged. 
And she torments Betsy and her friends and her fiance so much that her fiance leaves her. Damn. Finally, the Bell Witch says that she will return in seven years. Ooh. And she does. Okay. She, in 1928, she comes back and visits John Bell Jr. for three weeks. And she mainly talks to him about Christianity and the origin of life and like ancient civilizations. But she even predicts some future events, including the Civil War. Okay. So she made some true predictions. And then she tells him that she'll be back in 107 years to the, like, closest descendant of the Bell family. 107 years later is 1935, and nothing happens to the Bell descendant. He There is a Bell descendant, and he doesn't report anything. Unless he's hiding something. Oh. Um... But, you know, some say that she didn't leave for 107 years, that she's still there, that she never left. And she's still haunting the what used to be the Bell property yeah. in Tennessee. Um, so now we go to our modern day Lucy Bell, okay. who's a descendant named after the original Lucy. And she says that stories of the Bell Witch um, haunting family members over the years have always been told and passed down. She believes and her family believes um, that the Bell Witch doesn't stay on the property, that she follows the descendants around. So it's not tied to the grounds. It's tied to, to the, the, the family. The family. Um, and Lucy claims that she has seen the dog. She has seen a little girl running around. She's heard giggling. She's heard the voice. And at night, she's seen the girl come out and play with her daughter's toys, Lucy's daughter's toys. But she's never felt ill at ease. She's never felt in danger. Um, she accepts it as just being part of the Bell family. This is just the Bell it's, Witch comes with you. It's their curse. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, she doesn't necessarily seize it as, as a, curse, a curse, though. Yeah. She's wondering if the people who had bad haunting experiences with the Bell Witch um, or the entity maybe deserved it or maybe she didn't like them. Yeah. So again, that goes back to maybe John was, was a, piece a piece of, of shit, shit and we just don't know it. Yeah. Because she's also, quote unquote, being haunted by this entity and she's just hanging. She's yeah. chilling. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Okay. And then um, Lucy says, quote, there's probably a lot of people that don't believe in her and that's fine. Everybody's got their personal opinion. I just believe it. I'm sure the stories I heard growing up helped, but I saw a lot of things. Things happened. I was there. Okay. So that's what Lucy Bell says about it. Um, currently, modern day Tennessee, you can still go to Adams and tour the Bell Witch Cave, which is said to be one of the spots that she would torment Betsy and her friends and her fiance was this cave they all hung out in. Because that's what you do. The 1800s. <laughs> you hang out in fucking caves. And then they said that the rumor is that after the family left the area that the Bell Witch moved into the cave. That that's where the entity lurks. So you can go and go to Adams and tour that if you would like. Um, And that's it. There you go. That's the story of the Bell Witch. What do you think? Oh, my gosh. Well, yours is way more fun than either of my movies. I wish they had made a movie like this. Really? Like a horror comedy. (laughs) I I could totally see this being like a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or if we're just weird and we think she's funny. Right. I think it's supposed to be scary and we just think I she's I just hilarious. really want to hang out with her. I know. She sounds like one of us. Again, John probably had it coming. Well, let's get to that. 
All right. Which movie are we starting with? The one you didn't like as much? Yes. Because it's the one I started with. That's right. Okay. So An American Haunting, which opened really promising. We've got a girl, I'm guessing 16. Quick, quick. Tell them who's in it. Well, they're not relevant yet. Calm down. Oh, I was just going to hype it up that they're in it. Okay, fine. Wow. I won't tell you how to tell your story. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Calm down. We got this girl, Rando, running, running frantically in what's like basically pajamas, right? And she's outside running through like a wooded area towards a house. She gets inside. It's her house. She's in her room. And you see a figure of a little girl and it makes her scream. And then she's like woken up like from a dream in her bed. Quick question. Is this what time period is this? Current. Okay. Yes. Current day. Mm-hmm. And her mom's just like, you had a nightmare. It's fine. She notices some papers and a weird spooky doll in her daughter's room. Like, where'd you get that shit? Daughter had been up in the attic and her mom's like, attic's off limits. You know that. Also, any spooky doll in an attic, just miss me with it. Right. Why would you touch it? That's why I'm saying this is starting promising, yeah. right? The daughter's running, frantic dreams, nightmares, creepy doll. I'm loving it. She's like, you're going to your dad's for the weekend. Are you ready? Like, come downstairs. The mom goes downstairs and starts drinking vodka. Yes. <laughs> you and me both, sister. And she starts flipping through the papers that she had found in the daughter's room, and it's a journal. Mm-hmm. And that's when the movie cuts to Red River, Tennessee, 1817. Same thing. They okay. got it right. Red River, Tennessee, 1817. Okay. And at first, I don't know who the story of the journal's coming from. I hadn't been introduced to the character, so it's a man's voice. And he, he says, I hoped that no one would ever find this. Because to open this letter, it means that I must assume you have started to experience the unexplained or unusual events. Ooh. Right? And then he goes into detail about what happened. So. And also, creepy doll, no. Weird journals from the past. Yes. Yeah. How excited would you be to find this journal? I would read the shit out of this It'd journal. It'd be so exciting. Mm-hmm. And then immediately want to move out of your house and right? burn it down. Mm-hmm. So we're at a Christmas party, and it's the Bell family. We got lots of people drinking and dancing. The Bell family consists of mom, sissy motherfucking Spacek. Hey, Lucy Bell. Dad, Donald Sutherland, and then the rest of the people. <laughs> Love Donald Sutherland. Love sissy Spacek. Uh, and then not any other known people throughout the rest of the movie. That's and I it. kept trying to think of why, the, when I was writing this, the name Lucy Bell kept popping like red lights in my head and I thought maybe it's just because I'm obsessed with the name Lucy my daughter Lila was I really wanted her to be a Lucy um but I just realized Lucy Bell is like Lucy oh it's Lucille Ball damn it I got excited I thought it was but I see where you're going I thought thought Lucy Bell was gonna have the same name as Lucy Ball yeah (laughs) I get it anyways um, we're focused mainly on the daughter, Betsy. In the movie, I, it was really hard to tell, again, with the kids. So there were two young boys, I would guess, would be twins, maybe five. There was John Jr., who was older, probably in his 20s. And another little sister who popped, like, in and out. Yeah. <laughs> right? You can't keep track of all these fucking kids in the 1800s. No. <laughs> nope. So we're going to focus on Betsy. Betsy has a crush on her professor. And, like tries to sneak a kiss with the mistletoe at the Christmas party. 
Also, um, in the real story, mm-hmm. it's reverse. Ooh. Her teacher is 11 years older than her. Oh, he's older, all right. But fancies her when she's a fucking child mm. and like tries to stake his claim to her that when she gets old enough, he's going to marry her. Love this. Motherfucker, you child molester, get out of here. I told you, this is my favorite part of the podcast. Where the fuck was that when you were telling your because story? Because I just edit things out that I, I don't think that that's important until yeah. it also comes up in the movie. I know, I love like, it. Oh, there you go. There's a tie. Yeah, I love it so much. It's my favorite. So, yeah, she's trying to sneak the kiss and dad John is not having it. Mom's like, calm down. She's just doing girl things. No big deal. <laughs> Anyways, um, that night, everyone's gone. Ooh, I feel a burp coming on. And um, the mom wakes up and she's hearing noises on the roof. Mm-hmm. And apparently the husband had heard them too because he's already up and they bump into each other in the hallway. And he makes a comment like, I'm surprised you're up. Like, it's impossible to wake you in your sleep. Like, you're a sound sleeper. Oh. And so um, they go and look around the house and they can't find anything and they just assume it was like rats. Yeah. Right. Then we go to church. And during this time, the church was also basically like a courthouse. Okay. Right? Because they're not there for like a church service. They're there for like a hearing, basically. Okay. So apparently John bought land from Kate. Oh. With the promise of like paying her back with interest and like slaves and wood and all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. right but whatever agreement they made in the eyes of the church was considered usury which i had to fucking go to wikipedia for (laughs) it's basically like a loan shark right the practice of making an unethical or immoral monetary loan that unfairly enriches the lender so he took advantage of kate Uh big time and he was found guilty. There you go. And Kate wasn't satisfied with that and makes a huge fucking scene. Okay. And puts a curse on John Bell and Betsy. Again, I like Kate. Right? I'm Maybe not. It. I mean, you don't have to curse Betsy, but for sure, curse John. Mm-hmm. And so the family takes the cursing really seriously. As I'm sure everybody did back then. Right. And the fact that now in the eyes of the church and like the people of the town, they kind of have a bad name. Yeah. Right. So the father and the son, they go out hunting and they're starting to see weird shit. The black wolf thing tries to attack John Jr. but isn't actually there. But does it have a rabbit head? It does not. Yeah, because that would look fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, no, it does not. It's a black wolf. Please. And um, they go back to the house and both the father and the son wake up hearing sounds of a wolf. And this time um, the mom again wakes up and Betsy wakes up and they are walking downstairs and the fucking one of them. We don't know. We don't see it. Shoots through the window into the house. Oh, shit. But then try to play it off like, oh, the gun just backfired. Like, it was an accident. (laughs) Okay. Because Lucy's pissed. Like, motherfucker, you could have killed me and our children. What are you doing? For sure. I would be pissed about that, too. What the fuck are you guys doing? 
All right. So the next day at school, Betsy starts to fall asleep in class. And the teacher asks if she's okay. And she starts to tell him about the sounds coming from the house. Mm -hmm. She goes outside to play with the other kids. And she's on a swing. And there's two swings. The other swing is empty. She's swinging, and then a figure of a girl appears. Ooh, is it creepy? It's not creepy. The only thing that's creepy about it is she's got, like, a little bonnet on, (laughs) and, like, her head is down. So you can't see her face, right? So a faceless little girl appearing, sure, it's creepy. creepy. You know? The girl reaches out for her hand, and when Betsy goes to grab it, the hand starts to decompose. So she freaks out, starts throwing a fit. All the kids rush over to help her. And obviously, like, nothing's there. No one else saw anything. Mm. So they're just like, Betsy's delirious. She needs to sleep. (laughs) She needs to sleep. Betsy's crazy. Ah, Betsy. So, again, it's nighttime. The father goes outside trying to watch something. Like, he's checking the property, looking at the house, and he sees something walking across the roof. hmm Okay? And so, inside, in Betsy's room, this is the first time that it starts to, like, fuck with her. Okay. By pulling off the comforter. Okay. It's the first time it's really, like, trying to touch her. She gets up, tries to get out. The door slams shut, locks itself. So she gets back into bed and something starts pulling her hair, like, aggressively. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. So she's screaming. She's crying. Mom rushes in. Nothing's there. Father is convinced that Kate's curse is real. Okay. Right? This is some weird shit. But he doesn't want to go and report anything again because they've got a bad name and everything that went down. So he tries to, like, pay her off. And sends a slave over there to, like, give her more money. Whatever he has to do. She wants none of it. Then the wife is trying to... She wants, like, some kind of an explanation. So she's like, well, maybe if we talk to the professor. But again, the dad's like, no. We can't bring anybody into this. we got to figure this out. So they do agree that there's one friend that they had at the church who comes over and they drink and they have dinner. And when the kids go to bed, they do like a cleansing. Can I ask real quick what they're drinking? Because it was really hard for me to think of a drink for this week's It intro. looked like whiskey. Was it whiskey? Yeah. Because I was going to say like ale. Or scotch. And Lou was like, no, it no, was it whiskey. Was... And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's in Tennessee. He's like, well, there you go. That's perfect. Jack Daniels. Yeah, but... it was like, uh, what are those? Are they highballs or I don't know. Anywho. Yeah, definitely. Just curious. A hard liquor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A dribbled. Yeah. And I haven't spilled in a long time. No, but it's a dribble. But it's a dribble. Mm. Girl, is there a hole, another hole, a second <laughs> hole in that truly? <laughs> Anyways, so it gets to midnight and nothing's happened. Okay. So he's convinced. He's like, we're good. Everything's fine. But Betsy gets woken again by the loud banging And she ends up trying to run out. She gets pulled by her feet, dragged across the wooden floor. Dang. And I cannot tell you the sound of the... Don't tell me her nails are on the floor. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, oh, the sound of the Uh. nails. 
And because the door is locked, so they're running upstairs. They're trying to break through the door. They finally do. When they open the door, she's suspended in midair. Wow. The thing is hanging her, like, by her hair. Whoa. Right? And she's thrashing, kicking, and screaming. And um, the church guy says something that pisses it off and breaks its hold. And she drops to the ground. And, you know, that's it. That sounds pretty scary. Mm-hmm. So, like a reasonable adult, they go downstairs and they drink some more. Yeah. <laughs> In all fairness, they didn't have water back then, B, so it was just that's all they had. Okay. I didn't even think about that. I mean, I'm sure they drink water, but, but they, yeah. it's like nope. whiskey and like mm-hmm. milk. Yeah. So, because their friend or whatever from the church was there, now they feel like they have the credibility that they need yeah. to go ask for help. So, they have an eyewitness. Mm-hmm. But the church doesn't believe them. Oh, shit. Thinks that it's their minds playing tricks on them or someone's trying to frighten them. So again, Betsy continues to fall asleep at school. She even starts to become like physically aggressive towards the other kids. Like when they'd wake her. Yeah. She'd get pissed. Yeah. Well, I don't blame her. I know. I'm totally on her side. Yeah. You know me in my sleep. So now. And how much we hate other people. (laughs) Amen. Just in general. So now the professor is starting to get concerned, and even he agrees to stay at the house. So we've got the guy from the church there. He's downstairs with John, and the professor is sitting outside of Betsy's room, like, grading papers or some shit. I don't know. By candlelight. Everybody else is asleep. Then they hear shit going down in her room. Betsy's mom comes. They try to get in. They can open the door, but they can't get through. Okay. Right? It's like there's a barrier there. Force field Mm -hmm, or something. mm Mm-hmm. And she is held down by her wrists and her ankles on the bed. Mm, I don't like that. Uh Uh-huh. And the professor is still, like, trying to convince himself in his head that it's a nightmare, that she's, like, doing it in her sleep. like, sleep paralysis or whatever. And the mom's like... You have like, got to put the microphone closer to your face. And the mom's like, motherfucker, like, you're seeing this. What finally gets him is a, cruci- a crucifix is, like, thrown across the room and, like, candles explode and windows... Wow. Right. It took a lot, but it, everyone's on the same page at this point. Windows are exploding. So they all agree, right? They've got the professor, the guy from the church. The next day... A slave belonging to Kate. Uh Uh-huh. This Kate's not doing no fucking manual labor. Thank you very much. No, she has a slave. Comes to the bell house. He has a bag of clothing that Kate said she found on her property that belongs to them. Mm -hmm. They go inside and they open the bag. It's a shirt that belongs to John Mm -hmm. and a nightgown that belongs to Betsy. And there's blood on both. Uh oh. And Lucy looks at her slave and is kind of like, I remember those. They went missing like a year ago. And she's like, Yeah, it's definitely John and Betsy's. And she's like, Well, what's with the blood? And the slave says, Well, sometimes a witch will put their blood on an article of the person's clothing that they want to kill. Like, oh. And so Lucy wants to throw it in the fire. And the slave's like, No, if you try to burn it, you're just going to make it worse. Oh, wow. Right. So now at this point, John is starting to kind of go a little crazy. Okay. He's like, 
feeling worms like crawling around in his mouth and like weird shit. No, like that. Yeah, like he's losing it a little bit. He finds out about the clothing, and what do you think he does with it? Tries to burn it. He burns it. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, is this um is this Kate? Like, is she creepy at all, or does she seem normal? She's not around. But besides cursing them that one time, we I know, don't... but, like, when you see her in the court She or looks whatever. totally normal. Okay. Looks totally normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Betsy's back at school. All of the friends are playing outside. They're kicking a ball, and she's just kind of sitting off to the side doing her own thing. But they kick it into the woods. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right. I'm going to stop being such a shithead. I'm going to go and get the ball for my friends. Okay. But of course, the little ghost girl gets the ball first mm-hmm. and takes her to the cave. There we go. Mm-hmm. So we got the cave, right? In the cave, um, we hear lots of whispers. And the little ghost is almost kind of playful. They're like splashing around in a puddle and kind mm-hmm. of having fun. Like she's not scary. Right. And we hear except for the fact that, you know, she's it's a ghost. Yeah. yeah. We hear a child laughing and she disappears and Betsy like wakes up back in her room again. Oh, it was another dream? We don't fucking know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh so she tries to fall back asleep, but she keeps hearing someone whisper her name. And at this point, you know things start to go crazy again and she just completely blacks out so we wake up with her in the living room and i guess she's been like in a catatonic state for like 30 minutes they cannot wake her right everyone's got her downstairs and they're freaking the fuck out but suddenly her body starts to like convulse Uh and we see the whites of her eyes and now everyone can hear the whispers and they're calling out john Uh uh-oh all right talking that shit Mm mm-hmm Betsy's body gets dragged out of the room, up the stairs. No one else can follow her. They're trapped downstairs. Okay. So they just have to watch as their baby gets fucking dragged by her hair up these Man. fucking wooden stairs. Bee, this movie sounds scary to me. but It's I'm not waiting. scary. It's agonizing. You're just like... Are you sure it's not scary? You know, you just feel bad for this. It's not dark. It's the 1800s. It's not like a... It's just sad. <laughs> Dang. Right. So according to the diary um, entry, the attacks just keep getting worse. The father keeps getting sicker. Like shit just keeps escalating. He starts coughing up blood. Um, He asks the Lord to take his life. He tries to commit suicide. Like he's just over it. He's like, just take me. And so the professor asks if he's convinced that the woman cast the family on him, like, for a certain reason. And he's just trying to say, no, I can't think of any, like, I've tried to pair off. I don't know what else to do. And they're like, well. Have you tried apologizing? Right? That's a great idea. And they're like, well, have you experienced these things off your property? Mm-hmm. He's like, No. To be honest, it's always been on the property. So they try to take Betsy off the property mm-hmm. by carriage. And that really pisses off the entity. Is she in a carriage accident? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tree falls. Oh, the dear. horses jump over. The carriage flips over. They get tossed off. All right, the whole to do. 
Um, so after the failed attempt to remove her, uh, it starts focusing its rage on John. And it even begins communicating with the mom now. And it keeps, like, telling her to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, you know why this is happening. Oh. There's something you could do. And so she starts having flashbacks. And the flashbacks are of Betsy. But we still, do, like, we don't know why. We're not piecing it together. At least I wasn't at this point. So the father goes to confront Kate, basically gives her a gun and points it to his head, like, please oh. shoot me. And Kate's like, motherfucker, you deserve to die. And, or I mean, you deserve to live and suffer with the piece of garbage that you are. Oh, geez. Like, I'm not going to fucking kill you. All right. So that night, Betsy is once again visited. But this time... We finally get to see who the attacker is. Any guesses? Who do you think this witch could be, or who do you think like? And it's and you're telling me right now it's not Kate. It's not. Um, I'm gonna say the friend of the family. That's a great guess. Okay, great. It's her dad. <gasps> what? What? What do you mean it's her dad? Her dad raped her. Her dad came to her room in the middle of the night. She tried to escape. He dragged her across the floor, pinned her down by her wrists and her ankles, and he fucking raped her, took the bloody clothes, disposed of them on Kate's property so that they would never be found. And so basically the movie ends up playing it off that the hauntings is the dead part of Betsy's soul (laughs) coming back to remind her what her piece of shit father did to her. Like she was trying to block it out so hard, like it didn't happen. Hence the reference in the beginning of the movie, how the mom slept so hard. Yeah. And nothing ever used to wake her up. That's so crazy. So the daughter poisons her dad (laughs) with cough syrup. And dies, and then we get to see, like, basically, in my opinion, she is the Bell Witch. Okay. The way that this movie played out. It just sucks that it's poor Betsy who has to take all the punishment instead of her piece of shit Now do you see why I was so mad at you? I'm like, after what we went through last week? (laughs) What a weird ending. Yeah. And I was thinking, because this is obviously not a true crime case, but the whole poison thing, if that's true... If that's true, but you don't believe in the whole haunting aspect, either John Bell poisoned himself or somebody poisoned John Bell. Right. Now, don't forget, it started with a little girl, current time, going where? To her dad's for the weekend. Oh, fuck. There's modern people still. I was so wrapped up in the 1800 story, I forgot about the modern people. So did I! (laughs) You're all great. Movie's over. (laughs) Because I watched it in pieces, so so did I. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. So after the moms read this journal, the kind of spirit or whatever is like, bitch, put it together. And the mom finally realizes, obviously, the same thing's happening to her daughter. We see her daughter in the car with her dad, like, looking out the window with eyes like, mom, please help me. And we just see her running towards the car, screaming as they drive away. And we're going to hope that she stopped him. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm like, thanks a lot, M, for this fucking great. (laughs) And also, what is the point of the modern part of that movie? Exactly. Like that 1800s thing with Sissy Spacek was good enough. Start with the Christmas party and the whole thing, right? The whole journal and whatever. and, And the doll. The emphasis on the doll. That had nothing to do with anything ever. Exactly. I kept waiting for the doll to come into play and it never did. And the fact that she's all, the attic is off limits. Uh, Like she knew something about the attic. Never fucking came into play. That feels like a weird step that they took for no reason. So that's why it gets the the lesser. Okay. How did Sissy Spacek look? I don't think I've seen her in forever. The same. The same that she always does. But she didn't pull a... um, Gosh, she was that in our frogging episode. Helen Hunt. Yeah. She, she did pull, not pull a Helen Hunt. She no, Helen she Hunt. looked like Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Before you get into your next movie, mm-hmm. there's so many ties to the, uh, what was that, the haunting, the Bill, the Bell Witch haunting, mm-hmm. an American haunting. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we watched Annabellum last weekend. That's right. And the trailer I saw for Annabellum made it look like a scary movie that just happened to take place during slavery times, hence the name Antebellum, and it took place like it looked like it mainly focused on the slaves and like the slave quarters, and that it was going to be like a scary movie just yeah. set in that time. I've now seen a newer trailer; they changed it, so now you actually know what the movie is about. Okay, and what the movie is about is you start in slave times, and you're following the protagonist, and. I mean, her life sucks, obviously. Yeah, she's a slave. She's going through fucking terrible, horrific things. And then the protagonist, she wakes up in modern day times and she's super successful and she's a little bit like a civil rights type of leader. She's got a great family, really cool. She's got great friends. And um, you keep seeing like bits and pieces of from her quote unquote dream, what you thought was a dream of her being stuck back in slave days, like the people who are her white masters are showing up in like real life, but you just see like glimpses of them. Mm-hmm. She's going out to dinner with her friends. It's girls' night. They have a good time. They separate into two different Ubers for her to go, I guess, back home. Or I think back to her her hotel room because she's out of town for work. And she's abducted in her Uber and she wakes up. Back on the plantation in the slave quarters and you realize that her dream wasn't a dream. You were actually seeing her life and then they took a break to show you who she really is. So what the movie's about is modern day kidnappings of black people and then forcing them back to live on a plantation. So these weird, twisted, small dick motherfuckers can mm-hmm. live out their slave fantasy. Yeah. Mm hmm. And play, they're going to play plantation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's but like in the most realist sense. And so then there are a few deaths and she kills a couple people and a couple of her friends get killed and she makes it off the plantation air quote plantation only to find that what she's really in is like a civil war reenactment camp. But she's like they're way far off in the woods. So like it's a tourist spot. Mm hmm. But, like, if you went to this place, you wouldn't see what they were doing. It was, like, way far back in the woods. You had described it like the village. It's it's very much like the village. That's the big twist is, remember, in the, the end of the village, the girl is going to go get help. Runs she's out. blind mm-hmm. and she doesn't realize that she just ran out onto a modern highway. Yeah. Um. So same concept, but much darker and much more twisted. And all in all, it was an okay movie. 
The performances in it, the acting was good, but it's just not what I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting that is a, a horrific concept, mm-hmm. but I thought it was going to be like a straight up horror right. movie. Right. And it's just more of a twisted, suspenseful mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So there you go. Annabellum. There's my review for Annabellum. Yeah. So watch it if you want. I mean, as much as I love Sissy Spacek and Donald Sutherland, the acting was not great in this movie. Oh. Yeah. So. Let's go on to The Bell Witch Haunting, the 2013, which was a lot more fun, in my opinion. A little bit quicker paced. And I had mentioned in past um, podcasts, I'm not a huge fan of, like, found footage movies. And Mm -hmm. that's definitely what this is. But... Also, it's because you've never seen the fourth kind, and if you were to see it, I'm you getting would be there. On board, I'm getting there. I'm looking forward to it. So <laughs> now it's modern day Adams, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we see a cruiser, like dash cam, body cam footage. It's a cop rolling up. It's an abandoned car in the middle of the woods, and about twenty yards away, he finds two bodies beaten bloody dead and then we jump to six hours earlier that day we're at a birthday party a pool party a barbecue parents present but the kids are fucking raging yeah it's like a full kager red cups the whole to do girls are like walking around topless the parents what? <laughs> well, I mean, they're like flashing and the mom's like, girls, put your shirts on or get out. But like, no. Nah. So, okay. yeah, they're really going for oh, it. Oh, they're going for it. That's funny. And son Brandon is given a video recorder for his birthday. If I had to guess, I'd say he was 16. Okay. Um, When they sing happy birthday inside and they bring out the cake, the power in the whole house goes out. Hmm. Based on the conversations at the party, the family's new to the neighborhood and um, someone lets it slip that the previous house on the property and the family, they had burned down in a fire. Fantastic. (laughs) They had no idea. (laughs) And that the property is over 100 years old and um, just all sorts of like weird history about it. But no one happens to mention anything about a bell witch. Okay. One of the older women at the party gets a little too drunk Mm -hmm. and she drops a glass and it shatters and she just like kind of starts staring aimlessly at things. Okay. I mean, to be fair, kind of like how I get when (laughs) I'm about to to just kind of black out drunk. But yeah, her husband comes out and kind of like realizes he's got to take her home they gather their things and it's them at the beginning of the movie the two dead bodies oh shit mm-hmm. oh dear yep january 17th brandon is setting up his camera in his room he gets called out to help his mom he leaves the camera recording and while he's gone we see his closet door open and like little gusts of wind that moves like pictures around on the wall and then a book fly off of a bookshelf he comes back in and he's fucking around with his camera and he's like oh i left it recording and he deletes it without even looking at it Mm -hmm. 
That night, his sister has her first nightmare. Wakes up screaming, talks about being lost in the dark. Like she keeps repeating to herself, it's so dark. I want to go home. It's so dark. Why can't I go home? Oh, geez. And Brandon, of course, is in the room recording her. And the parents are like, what the fuck, bro? Like, (laughs) come on, man. Uh, January 19th, Brandon and his friends go into the woods for some exploring where they find drops of blood lead to a skinned, gutted animal that looks like part rabbit, part something. All right. So they're like, all right. That night again, um, Brandon's sister, oh, he has, um, she has some girlfriends over and they're dancing in her room and they're recording themselves. She likes to do, I can't remember what her name is, but she does like um, outfit of the day or like a little YouTube channel or something. Nowadays, it'd be a TikTok. Yeah, exactly. So she's recording them and they're dancing and like in the closet and having girl time and something runs past the video recorder but we don't ever see if they go to look back like she freaks out and stops recording she's like you guys you didn't see that she's like it's got to be on camera but we never get to see if they look which of course they looked immediately right how could you not and when you saw it run by it looked like an animal it looked like a person on like a person no just like if it would be a person standing blurry like running super speed okay like super fast like a black blur uh, 3 a.m. that night, Brandon wakes up to the sound of scratching at his door, which he assumes is his sister trying to fuck with him. You could see someone standing at the door. Like, you could see the feet. How scary. Yeah, but when he opens it, nothing's there. Oh, I would die. Mm-hmm. He goes downstairs, and a figure of a man jumps out at him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you have a jump scare? I mean, I'm watching it, like, in the middle of the day. Okay. So, not really. Yeah, and you usually know when it's happening nowadays. But when I was watching it, I'm like, if I had been in a movie theater, that would have scared the shit out of me. Like, it would have been a really good jump scare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now it's January 20th. Brandon is hearing the noises coming from the basement. He decides this time. And he's the only one hearing noises. Yes. At this point that we know of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He attaches it to a remote control car. And sends it down. Smart man. Right? I like the way he thinks. Yes. But something aggressively knocks it over. Like, it's clear that it didn't just, like, fall. Like, something fucking knocked it down. Move out immediately, Brandon. You don't need this kind of mess in your life. So when he goes down to get it, the door slams shut, right? Power goes out. I would cry. Like, a bucket falls. Lights come back on. Whatever was in the bucket was liquid, and you see footprints walking towards a cement wall. I would cry. I would never stop crying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a baby about ghost stuff. Give me a slasher any day. I'll watch it with a smile on my face. But like ghosty type stuff, I just because how do you fight a ghost? That's the problem. Is I'm a control freak. Yeah, you can't fight a ghost. I mean, there's nothing you can do against Michael Myers either. But you could at least have a shot. You you could could try. try. Uh, sister has her friends over to hang out in her room once again they're listening um they've got their like iphone attached to a speaker mm-hmm. the, the good spe- old days yeah the speaker starts acting up weird fucking noises coming through telling them to get out 
Get out. Yeah, right? Then leave. Followed by a loud banging on the roof. Get out. Get that head. Get that bread. Then leave. Then leave. Peace out. Still that same night, we see footage from a patrol car that finds a girl's bag and belongings like all across the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. So he goes and looks around the surrounding areas and... Um, he calls to his radio. He's like, I'm reporting a possible missing person. Like, I'm going to go into the woods, basically, like, call for backup. He finds the body of a girl hanging from a tree. And so that would make this the third body in five days that they found in the woods. And it's a small town, I'm sure. So this is, like, crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. The girl found was one of the friends that was at Brandon's house that night. Uh, mm-hmm. So how long before they start blaming Brandon? Right. <laughs> because this is the third person that's gone dead from mm-hmm. their house. Mm-hmm. Again, the sister's having another night terror. The parents, ding, 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 are blaming Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> since he always happens to be around with his camera at the yeah. time. Like he's fucking pranking the family. Um, this time she keeps repeating, there's so much blood, <sighs> right? Last time it's, it's so dark. I want to go home. And now that there's so much blood, mm. not good. January 22nd, mom is unpacking in the basement and she starts to hear scratching behind the cement wall that we saw the footprints going to earlier. Oh. She assumes it's some kind of trapped animal. She calls her husband down to check it out, and he's got his hand up in there. Why would you put your hand into a blank space? I don't know if he got bit or cut or something, but motherfucker's bleeding. <laughs> this movie's going to give me an anxiety attack. Right? I know. It was, but that's why I liked it, because I was constantly on edge, like, what the fuck's going to happen next? So she's unpacking boxes of pictures from the old house, and... Regardless of whether the picture is framed and behind glass or if it's just like a random picture or in like a picture um, album, the daughter's face is distorted or scratched off or blurred or missing in Mm -hmm. every picture. That's creepy. (laughs) That's horrifying. Again, I'd never stop crying. That happened. I would just cry for the rest of my life. But, like, how do you not put something together? They're just like, oh, that's odd. Like, that's odd. <laughs> I wonder what happened. Some water damage They're just on our daughter's face. Literally so casual about it. Like, why would it only be her face? Hmm. Wouldn't you scream forever? Like, seriously, <laughs> what is wrong with these people? Pack your bags. How are you already not gone? Get the fuck out of there. It's not good. Uh, Clearly, your daughter hadn't had night terrors before you moved to this fucking house. And now this shit's going on. Do they still blame Brandon? I mean, not like a lot. It doesn't come up again. But so that morning while the dad is doing the dishes, fucking blood colored sludge comes spewing out of the garbage disposal all over him but they're not thinking it's blood they're just like oh pipe problems (laughs) yeah all those times new house things all those times that blood sludge (laughs) has came out of old pipes Mm -hmm. 
And they even go outside and look outside the house, like around the deck where the septic would be or whatever. And it's all over the place. It's Ew. all. And they're just like, oh, yep, must be a septic prop. That's so gross. Uh, January 23rd, Brandon and his friends start researching the Bell Witch case. Just for fun? They are putting together slowly with the weird occurrences at the house that Brandon's house is on John Bell's property. Got it. Right? And so that leads them to the Bell Witch case. And um, according to the news article, the hauntings began after the original family had found a half-eaten animal on their property, just like the one the boys found in the wood. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Brandon mentions, um, like, his sister's nightmares and everything that's going on. And the boys are like, this is the perfect opportunity to set up our cameras and make a movie. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like, they're into it. By the way, is this whole movie the found footage from cameras or does it just go back and forth? The whole movie is either his sister's camera, his camera, his guy friend's cameras, mm-hmm. or um, the cop cameras. Okay. But there's never like just regular movie Nope. Footage. And then um, all the security cameras are and on you the don't house. And you don't find it like distracting? With this, because it was so quick paced. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, like I said, it just made me on the edge of my seat. Like, what the fuck am I going to see next? Am okay. I going to see security film? Is it going to be a night vision cam? Like, what am I going to see? Um, Brandon's sister's having a sleepover. And the night cam that they have set up catches the blankets in her room being pulled off the bed. Mm-hmm. And first, the blankets just like hovering over the two girls. Mm-hmm. But then is pulled down super tight over them that they can't get out. Oh, shit. Right. So they're like thrashing underneath this sheet and they cannot get out. And the parents come in and they have to like aggressively pull the fucking blanket off. Whoa. To get the girls out. And they're still taking casually, huh? <laughs> well, so now the girlfriend's fucking booking it. She's like smart. Right. Smart girl. She's get like, I'm out of here. Out Your of house there. is fucked up. Yeah, for real. Uh, the next day, a lamp in the living room starts flickering like excessively. And so um, when the mom tries to remove the light bulb, it shatters in her hand Ugh, yeah. and, and totally cuts the shit out of her. So they call an electrician over to check out the house. And apparently he's like a YouTuber because he's like recording himself, like making <laughs> oh, a video. His electrician like jobs. this is how you check basic, you know, cable yeah. burp, 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 burp. And when he goes to do it and grabs it, he's wearing like safety gloves he gets electrocuted like fucking crazy oh shit they have to pry him like off the side of the house oh my gosh (laughs) also all of this equals like how soon do you think that they'll do this whole movie and tiktok videos they could you know what i mean absolutely everyone filming their different tiktoks absolutely Mm mm-hmm January 25th, the night cam catches the image of a woman walking through the backyard. We see the back door open and we see the sister freaking out upstairs in bed. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Next day, Brandon shows the footage to his friend. And this time they decide to go into the woods um, to kind of find that half-eaten animal, Mm -hmm. right? To get some of that footage. And they see the blood, but they don't find the animal. And um, 
the mom eventually calls Brandon back like, you know, you need to come back home. But the other friend wants to get a little bit more. So even though it's like almost nighttime and kind of a stormy day, he's like, I'm going to stay out here by myself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. (laughs) He starts to hear whispers. We see the camera get knocked out from his hands and we basically listen to something kill him. Mm. But we don't get to see anything. Obviously, his parents call Brandon's parents like, where the fuck is my kid? And so they go looking for him. They find the backpack abandoned, the blood trail that leads to his camera. And then they find the friend like impaled on a tree. Oh, shit. Mm hmm. Um, a friend of that kid decides to go into the woods the following day. Why would you ever do that? To make like a goodbye video. Okay, I guess. (laughs) Like, you know, we were really good friends and I'm really going to miss you. He hears the whispers. We see on his camera something grab him. But again, it's super fast. It's Mm -hmm. like a blur and just take off with his body. Jesus. And then he, he falls dead in front of the camera. Man, people are dying left, right, and center. That's what I'm saying. I am into it. Yeah. <laughs> Made up for the sissy SpaceX one. Mm-hmm. Uh, January 27th, night camera catches the dad sleepwalking. Okay. Which is creepy in of itself. You can make a whole movie just about sleepwalking mm-hmm. and I would be terrified. He goes into the backyard, has some kind of seizure, body's convulsing, he's struggling to breathe. To me, it looked like he died. Okay. Like, I straight up thought he was dead. Okay. But apparently he's not. All right. (laughs) The wife realizes he's gone missing, and so she's looking throughout the house. From the dark, we hear something break, and then her scream. So Brandon's up now. He's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. She's in the bathroom and the sink and mirror is completely splattered with blood. So they call 911. The cops on their dash cam or whatever, we see a man walking in the middle of the road and it's the dad and he's just standing there screaming at them, get out of my house, get out of my house, like super aggressively. Uh So they get out, they've got like guns pointed at them like, Get down. And we don't ever really see what happens. But they take him home. (laughs) Perfect. They take him home. No need for any kind of professional intervention. Yeah. And so this fucking whatever, what's left of the dad has like a huge gash that's bleeding on his arm. So they take him to the hospital. I'm like, why wouldn't the cops do that? And... um. Now that they're back from the hospital, he isn't, like, talking or moving. He's Right? He's just, like, a shell of himself. And so they're sitting on the couch, and Brandon tries to talk to him. And thick sludge starts pouring out of him. Like the same kind that came out of the sink? No. To me, it looked like he was straight up throwing up his intestines. Like... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like if they took 
dog food and like dyed it blood colored yeah i don't like it i know just pouring so obviously the son screams for his mom Uh, um the sister goes down into the basement looking for headphones why would you ever go into the basement at this point how why are you even in the house but yes she gets locked in thinks it's brandon fucking with her Poor Brandon. Right. Cue the lights going out, the whispers, the banging, the screams, the mom calling 911 again, because now her daughter is missing. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've got the cops driving up, and they see a person run across the road in front of them, like right in front of their car, into a storm tunnel, like those big cement. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's in there. The girl? Yeah, the daughter, covered in blood, eating a fucking raccoon. Oh, Jesus. Eating a fucking raccoon. (laughs) Like, her eyes, I can't even tell you. Her eyes are so crazy. What do you think the cops do with her? Take her home. (laughs) Nothing's wrong here. Just teenagers getting a little wild. Oh, my God. I die. So... I cannot believe they took her. <laughs> right, home. they took her fucking. That's home. so funny. These are the two worst cops on earth. I know. Okay, so now the mom's ready to bounce. Oh, right. She's finally come good, to the realization good. that something's seriously wrong. But because dad is possessed, <laughs> and her daughter is eating wild <laughs> raccoons covered in blood in the forest, he flips on her. They totally rages out on the family. You are not leaving this fucking house. But I thought all he wanted was people to leave his house. <laughs> well, not them. Not them. Mm-mm. They gotta stay. Mm-hmm. January 29th, the mom calls a priest to come out and help. He comes out that evening, a strong wind like goes throughout the whole house, like aggressive wind, like there's leaves inside the house, right? <laughs> like <laughs> the, the whatever this is ends up picking him up by the throat. The priest? No, like the spirit or whatever ends up picking up the priest. That's what I'm saying. Yes. They pick up the priest. Yeah, the priest by the throat. He's convulsing, not breathing. Um, to be honest, I don't know if he died or not. I don't think they ever showed. No. Right. Okay. But then the daughter starts levitating and starts speaking for whatever this thing is. It's a bad sign. (laughs) Right. Her eyes are bulging and, um, it comes, it breaks in and out where it's the spirit. And then it's the daughter. So then every now and then she's like screaming for her mom, like, help me, help me. The mom tries to. The dad's holding the mom down. Like, no, you're not going anywhere near her. And also, what are you going to do? do, Right. She's levitating, for God's sake. So the mom calls 911. Oh, my God. Let's send old (laughs) officer dipshit and idiot out again. To report that her daughter's possessed. (laughs) It's amazing. Amazing. Now it gets even better. But then, like, realizing how stupid (laughs) that sounds, they're like, well, fuck, we got to go after her. Like, she's going to get away. (laughs) So they chase after her in the middle of the night into this wooded whatever backyard that they've got. The whole family. 
They get totally disoriented in the woods. And they're chasing the daughter. Yes. Okay. Brandon trips and falls on something. He gets left behind. Mm -hmm. So the mom and dad are up ahead and something jumps out at them. So they think it's their daughter. The dad goes to shoot. He ends up shooting his wife. Oh, shit. Kills her. Then he does see his daughter. She's just standing there, like, staring over them as he does that. And then he keeps saying to her, like, please don't do this. You can stop. Please don't do this. Like, let go of my little girl. As we see him put the gun inside his own mouth. Oh, shit. And he shoots himself. Okay. And then Brother Brandon, he gets the life beat out of him with his own video recorder. We We just hear him get beaten severely he was my favorite character and then the blood just start pouring across the broken glass okay and the movie ends with the sister like it's got typing right Uh like we have where the sister ends up in a, a, a mental asylum suffering from night terrors to this day okay and uh the body of the mother was never found oh shit Mm hmm. that's crazy Mm hmm. Wow. So, come on. That one was like... What a great movie. Right? Yeah, I'll totally watch that. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. So, how many skulls are we giving the boring one? Two. Sissy Spacek gets two skulls. How many skulls are we giving the fun one? I was going to give it four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll watch that. Yeah. Because I liked that it was quick paced. Lots of people died. but And even though it obviously wasn't accurate by any means like it didn't try to go along with right but they just threw it in there right they had the right place adams tennessee and the land and the whole it was more of like a sequel Mm -hmm. of like what the bell which is up to nowadays and that's why i also really liked how i watched it watching the american haunting first Mm -hmm. and seeing that story and then watching the follow-up it's true Mm -hmm. like goes together really well it did love it it was it was great yeah, I'll watch that. So Spooky after being so disappointed and mad after the first one, I'm like, okay. Where'd you watch the second one? Like on what service? Yeah. Tubby. It's a free app. Yeah, I know. I think we have it on our TV. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah. And was the acting better in the second one than in the Sissy Spacek one? Well, I mean, again, it's that weird found footage. So how much That's acting true. do you really have to do? It's just um, kids being kids. This really breaks The your... parent acting actually was awful, to be fair. Okay. The, yeah, the parents were bad. Um, the This breaks your mold of you always you always have more hope for a movie if you know the actors. But uh, see? Uh, mm-hmm. Here we go. There you go. The reverse happened. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much. <laughs> That's so funny. Um. All right, there's our movies for the week. Um, Should we talk about the outfit? Do you want to talk about outfit first? That way we can ramble about Married at yes. First Sight for two hours. Yes. So, Bees, look of the week. I brought back the Exorcist nightgown. Yes, this because... time it's facing the right side forward. Correct. Exorcist, it was backwards. Correct. Because you wanted your head to look like it was also backwards. <laughs> and, and the green vomit is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It and washed off. Then we're adding like a, an apron. Yeah, like yeah. a little. When my husband saw you, he said Laura Ingle Wilds, which there is Little go. House on the Prairie. Uh-huh. But we're going for like eighteen hundred, which is probably Little House on the Prairie. But you know, eighteen yeah. hundreds woman. But I'm going off of like a sketch. 
basically. I mean, it was 18, what was it, 1817? Mm-hmm. That's all they had was sketches. Yeah. So, of this crazy looking. Yeah. So then that's why I was saying, I mentioned to you earlier, I'm like, I guess I'm dressed as Betsy Bell. And you're like, you're like, are you? No, no, you're dressed as the Bell Witch. Yeah. Of this like weird sketch they have of just like a kind of a mangy looking woman. Yeah. Looks like kind of crazy. A crazy lady. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll take a picture, maybe try to do some fun edits so it looks like a sketch. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But that's Bee's look of the week this week. Yeah. At least gave you an excuse not to brush your hair. Absolutely. And I get to wear this again for Halloween. Because you're going to be <laughs> the grandma in Little Red Riding Hood. Exactly. That's perfect. Super fun. Um. All right. Fantastic. Well, catch listen. me up on where you are. And do you want another hit of this before we get We'll take another it? hit yeah. and we'll open our third Trulies. Yes. Just so if you guys don't want to hear us talk about Married at First Sight. Bye. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for listening. Tell a friend, tell a family member. But now it turns into a Married at First Sight podcast, guys. And that's just what you have to live with. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh, shit. Okay. So you just started rewatching True Blood. Yes. And you were so shocked that I had never seen Can't it. Can't believe it because B and I love a vampire I show figured movie. out why. Why? For the longest time. You didn't have HBO. No. I thought it was Vampire Diaries. Oh. Like the CW. No. So, on my time off, thinking I had COVID. <laughs> Our COVID vacation. Um, I watched the Vampire Diaries thinking, again, that that's is what... True Blood? Yeah, that that is what you had recommended. And you were like, yeah, it's kind of like Buffy, but like sexier and this and that. It's and like I, an X-rated Buffy. And I'm watching and I'm like, this is like if Buffy met Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I was so confused and then I like finally put it together and I'm like, wait, she wouldn't be watching something on like a CW channel. I'm right. like, she's watching HBO. Yeah. And then I finally found I'm like, for years, I've been putting off watching this amazing show because I kept thinking it was the fucking vampire diaries. Just wait till you see it. You're gonna I'm three it. episodes in, girl. What do you mean? I, true blood? Yes. How much do you love it? I love it. I can't believe you kept this a secret from me all week. I long. did, I know. She I kept know. her possible COVID diagnosis a secret. Well, you had a lot going on. I needed <laughs> I needed some solid answers on my end before I was gonna hit you with that. All right. So what do you think of true blood? I fucking adore it. It's the best. What's, oh my god. Yeah, what's not to love? But I just that's why I'm so ashamed that all this time I haven't given it a chance because I kept associating it with fucking vampire diaries. And also diaries. I've never watched Vampire Diaries, so yeah. there you go. And to be fair, if I was maybe in my twenties, I'd watch it. Like I could just see something easy to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that the kids on Gen Z uh, on TikTok love it. Do they? They love the Vampire Diaries. I've never thought that the main guy that everyone else thinks is so hot is hot. No, I don't think he is. He does nothing for me. Right. And I think that's a big part of the reason why people watch is because they're in love with him. But well, to me, eh, the kids so are much. the kids are in high school and we're not in high school anymore. So that's what I'm saying. Like if I was younger yeah. and I could still relate to that, then sure. But girl, I am 36 years old. Give me some fucking titties. Yes. And some Lafayette and some V. And Lafayette's like, the one I'm attracted to, which makes zero sense. Oh, get all day. Giving our sexual preferences. Right. But no. I love them. Oh, my God. So, yeah. 
Yes. Another great recommendation by Mariah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Lafayette is my whole world. That actor passed away a couple years ago. Stop. Yeah. I can't remember from what, but he passed away. Um, But he looked, he seemed like a really sweet guy. And what I love about him, it'll give you some context watching it now, is that he pretty much based, not the flamboyancy, but like the way Lafayette moves and speaks, like, Lafayette's mannerisms is based on his mom and his aunties. Yep. So it's really, I love him. Um, So there you go. If you haven't watched True Blood for whatever reason, start watching it now. Right. And so it might become a True Blood. And I will tell you, the last couple seasons are dog shit. I'm not surprised. But you still watch it because you're invested. Of course. You got to see what happens. Um, Have you met Eric yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This episode. The oldest Skarsgård mm-hmm. before we had Bill. We had Alexander Skarsgård. I still believe the hotter Skarsgård, but Bill makes a real... At Fantasia. Fantasia. Bill makes a real case for himself in that movie I told you about a while ago on Netflix with um, Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. Bill Skarsgård is super hot in that, but yeah, Alexander Skarsgård is where it's at. Oh, for sure. I'm so much more of an Eric person than a... What what's her boyfriend's name? The first vampire she meets, the main one, Bill. Bill. Yeah, yeah. I'm a mm-hmm. much more of an Eric person than a Bill person. Oh, for sure. I think Bill's a fuddy duddy. I mean, I get that she's all like, "Ooh, it's her first vampire and whatever," but well, she's also like a virgin. She's super sheltered. Yeah. Um, I have to ask, and you don't have to answer, but is Sam a werewolf? Spoiler alert, Sam is not a werewolf. Sam is like a, like a shit, like a, like a shift. A changeling? Yeah. <laughs> like a shift changer, shapeshifter. He's a shapeshifter. He's got to be part dog, yeah? Well, he just turns into a dog. Okay. You haven't seen him turn into a dog yet? No, but you, I mean, it's obvious, like his friendship with the dog and he barks like a dog in his sleep. Yeah, yeah. And no, then he, turns he into goes a dog. and like sniffs the dead girl's blankets. And, and, and you see him a lot. You just don't realize <laughs> that's what you're seeing. Like there's times in the first, because I just watched the first episode. There's times in the first episode when like Sookie will go off by herself. And, and you'll dog. see like a flash of a dog. Yeah. That's Bill. No, that's what I figured. Or, or Bill, No, that's um, Sam. Sam. No, that's what I figured. Yeah, that's why I'm like, is he a werewolf? But yeah. No, you know, he's, he's just a like a, he's a, he's a shapeshifter. But there are werewolves. Ooh. And that's where you get into the big dude oh my God. from Magic Mike, who's married to Sofia Vergara. Mm-hmm. He's from True Blood. He plays a werewolf oh in True Blood. Oh, my goodness. T- yeah. The fact that you've been sleeping on True Blood, this is what you're missing. Joe Mungan. Yeah. The high quality content that is True Blood. And you find out that Sookie's something, too. You find out in later seasons that she's also something that she didn't realize. Besides telepathic. Besides telepathic, she's another thing. Okay. So Can't wait. Yep, it gets great. So that's what I'm saying. This might we might divert from the married at first sight since you I'm now caught up to where you've already watched. Yeah. Have you met Pam yet, Eric's assistant? N- well, is she the one? That- She's blonde. Well, because someone checks Sookie's ID and she does. She puts her in the vault and is the one that like is with Eric the night that they introduced themselves. I don't know. I'd have to. I'm not. She's like an, an older, sophisticated episode yet. Okay. Um, she's not older. She's like 30s. OK. I don't know. Well, wait till you meet Pam. You no. will love her. She's okay. Eric's like right hand woman assistant. And she is 
dope as fuck. I think that I, I'm sure that that's got to be who it is. Yeah, she's like a cold-hearted bitch in stilettos. Yeah. Yes. She's the best. I'm on episode three. Yeah, I think I'm only on episode two right now. Ooh, perfect. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, apparently in the books, because it's a book series, by the way, and there's so many of them, I haven't read them because even at like five or six ninety nine on Kindle, there's a million of them. So I'm like, I'll end up spending a hundred thousand dollars trying to read this whole series. It's yeah. like something to maybe get from the library. Right. So I haven't read it yet, but maybe I will now. Um but anyways, Lafayette dies really fairly early in the book series. Oh. And I don't know if it's happened on by episode three, but there's an episode in season one where Lafayette gets attacked in the back of his car, some creature attacks him. Ooh, and that's where he should have died. That's when he's supposed to die, but he's such a fan favorite that they couldn't kill him off. Thank goodness. He's the best. That's a great choice on their part. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very, very smart. And I'm sure it's because that actor did such a good job. Absolutely. Okay. So True Blood, watch it. Married at First Sight. So I am on, I just finished the episode before Decision Day. Okay. Um, and I did that on purpose. I could have watched Decision Day, but I wanted Bailey to surprise me. I wanted to make predictions and have B surprise me. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What do you think he said off air or when they were? What's his name? Nate? Nate. I want to say Nate. Yeah. First of all, since the last time we spoke, B, last Friday, uh, Nate's now my favorite person ever. Okay. One of my favorite Married at First Siders, for sure. Definitely my favorite person on this season. Okay. He, um, I love him. Okay. I would make him such a better wife. I know. Oh, my God. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's mature. I think he's sweet. I think he's funny. We find out that he's like the life of the party and he's mm-hmm. super social. And yeah. I can't find anything wrong with him. <laughs> I really cannot find one thing to complain <laughs> about Nate. Okay. I'm sure it exists, yeah. but I don't know what it is. Okay. He's got great shoulders. He's tall. <laughs> what more do you want from somebody? I don't know. Um, So they get into like a fight, right? Yeah. Off camera. Yeah. And he says something that just crosses the line and she wants to end the marriage. But first of all, this is like her third time wanting to end the marriage. She is... She's very dramatic mm-hmm. and she's very emotional. And I do not like her at all. Mm-hmm. I can find no redeeming fact. Oh, well, that's not true. She seems kind. She's really sweet with his little brother. She's very accepting. And she can't have an orgasm. So, <laughs> But she is. She needs an orgasm because she is wound tight. Oh, and like, like the way she's just like, period, I'm done. I'm done with you. And it's like, no, you don't get to do that. And he seems like he's taking it so maturely. I. And like he snaps one night and says something out of pocket that he probably shouldn't have said. That we he, all do. And he apologizes profusely yeah. to her. All he does is apologize and she just will not accept it. She will not hear it. Yeah. Oh, I don't like her. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. So where are they when you leave it? They're they're, they're good. back together. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Yeah. He, apo- he apologizes again. Yeah. And she finally accepts it. And they talk to their experts. Yeah, and they're they good. They say, good. I love you. They wake up in bed together. Yeah. They're canoodling couple things one now that you've mentioned the word romantical that's all i hear on that show right thank you that's all what? i hear a fucking mouse <gasps> i almost ruined the podcast Look, she again deleted everything um and also what is with these people and s'mores how many s'more dates do we need how i listen i love s'mores but every date with the s'mores i know it was driving me nuts mm-hmm. and i don't know it just Maybe I'm a little jaded to the power of s'mores, but I have kids, so 
we eat s'mores when we go camping and stuff. And there's just. It's not that special. Not date special. Right. Not when you're not when you haven't had sex in how many weeks and you think your wife's going to yeah, come what out. What I'm saying is then in their second honeymoons, the cuddly couple who have been having sex s'more date. Yeah, they didn't get to the s'mores, though, did they? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. No, they ended up in the tent before they ended up with the s'mores. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that's what what I'm saying is that girl should have come out in fucking lingerie with her s'mores. Right. Not just fucking s'mores and canoodles. Yeah. (laughs) They, I don't know about them now. They've taken a little bit of a turn. He still is starved for affection. This poor man. He's basically literally starved, begging her for it. And the more he's he anorexic asks, for affection at this point, I mean, it could be the belt he's wearing. Maybe change that belt. He has I, like one of those awful cloth belts that hangs down on every outfit, even when he dresses up. Well, to I go know, out. even when he dresses up. What? Yeah. You can't buy a black version right. of that $5 Kmart belt. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. Anyways. Um, but the last time I saw them, they went to like a dive bar. They were mm-hmm. shooting pool. They were getting a little drunk, which has been my advice this whole time is to drink more. And it was something he was really good at and she wasn't. So. She liked the confidence yes. that he was showing playing pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so they seem like they're in a good spot. Yeah. We'll see if they stay married. Mm-hmm. I feel like for him, honestly, Mr. I've never lived with a woman. I live with my parents and I'm trying to own a gym. You know, she's a pretty good catch. You might want to wait her out a little bit and see if she comes around. Yeah. Um, and then there's the couple who have been kind of lovey-dovey, but they do have poor communication skills. Mm-hmm. They get into a fight, which I think is ridiculous because he's trying to, like, fill out paperwork. And she she's They're... laying in bed. Okay? Not even trying to help her anything. She's laying in bed ordering food. And she asks him to stop what he's doing to look at this menu to order food. And he kind of snaps at her a little bit. But I could see why. Like, I get overwhelmed with that type of stuff, too, where I'm trying to, like, focus. on. Well, his whole point was he was like, wait, you literally just got mad at me to fill out this rental application. So I'm doing that. But now you're asking me to stop doing that so that I could look at the menu so we could order food that you have to have right now. Right. And when he pointed that out to her, she got so upset. Well, that's and he said it. I mean, loudly, he was, yes, he, he, was, he wasn't like yelling at her. by any and means. And then she goes, he he usually can't scream at me like that. No, she like slams the door and by she keeps any means talking mm-hmm. about how he like screamed at her. And like he maybe, is a saint. And well, maybe I'm jaded because I grew up in such an abusive household. But to me, I'm like, that was nothing. That is not yelling. Mm-mm. So. Whatever. I can't remember how I was leaving them um, before finale day. I felt like they weren't doing the best. I think that they're trying hard, but they both realize that they have like communication issues. And she always gets so weirded out by the visits, by the the professionals. But she gets weirded out by everything. Anytime remember- anyone questions anything about their relationship, she always reads into it like it's something he's trying to plant. Really? You didn't notice that? No, I wasn't paying that close attention. Okay, so I can't remember. I think it was the first visit with the sexologist. Mm -hmm. And he got to talk to her first. Mm -hmm. So by the time she got to her, Ashley was acting as if everything was something that Anthony had said. And that's why she was bringing it up. Yeah, probably just comes from like low self-confidence. Yeah. She very much wants to be the perfect couple. She is trying very hard to put on that 
persona. Yeah. Um, but remember they got into like a weird fight over cornhole. Yep. Cause she's scared. She won't do anything. That's what I mean about the low self-confidence. So it was the fact that she felt she like didn't she wasn't lose. good at that mm-hmm. game. She just didn't want to play it period. Right. And he's like, we're just having drinks. Like it's not that serious. And then during their second honeymoon date, it came up with them moving into the same apartment complex as her sister. Yeah, weren't they going to be roommates with her sister? No. No, no, just no, no. the same complex. They just live in the same complex. Okay. And he's just concerned, like, you do realize just because we're living next to her doesn't mean we're going to do everything with her. Right. And that's always going to be, like, an issue. Yeah. Yeah, she, um, anything new, she gets, like, freaked out and starts lashing out. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you watch the finale. Yep, predictions. Okay. I'm still predicting that our religious couple where I love him, Nate and Sheila, I think they're going to stay married. I think hmm, it's hard to say with our lovey-dovey couple because I want to say that they stay together. But what if they threw us a real curveball and he decides to get divorced? So maybe that happens. Mm -hmm. Maybe they she wants to stay married and he wants a divorce. Um, And then... The sexless couple. I could see the sexless couple staying married. Not that okay. they stay married forever, but maybe they stay married just to try it out a little bit longer. Okay. Okay, those are my predictions. I got it all for you. Not only do I have the finale results, I have the fast forward results. Oh, yeah, the reunion or whatever. Um. So Nate and Sheila, the religious couple, they do stay together. Yep. They last about a year. Okay. And um, she accuses him of cheating. Yeah, you know. But he's the one that files for divorce. Mm-hmm. Ashley and Anthony, the lovey-dovey couple, they stay together. They are still together. And they have a beautiful little girl. Ah, and she dyed sorry. her hair brown. And she looks okay. good. Great. And she still has self-confidence issues, which she discusses on the post that I read where she's like all this time I've been taking pictures of him and her because I don't want to see pictures of me. But after getting the professional photos done, she's like, now I feel like maybe I shouldn't have been hiding as much and I might've missed out. Oh my God. What great news. Mm -hmm. One of our couples made it guys. Yeah. So they're a keeper. And then the sexless couple, I don't care to remember either of their names. (laughs) Um, They did. They stayed together. Mm -hmm. And probably lasted about a year and probably never had sex. Oh, no. <laughs> he was doing better with it before he met the other men. And the, he's yeah. like, wait, you guys are. Dude. Well, and his brother. I know. How hard would that be? Rate. Literally everybody else around you going through this experience with you is getting some. Yeah. And you're barely getting a, your hand held. Bro, Nate's reaction at that lunch or whatever when he said that they weren't having sex, I could have died. Mm-hmm. He, I could have died. He's the best. Yeah. Wherever, you're, wherever you are right now, Nate, if we you appreciate this, you. I hope that you're getting everything you deserve in life, which is all good things. I just hope his mama doesn't hate him. Like, I, that's what I'm worried no, about. I don't think his mom could ever hate him. Well. Um. Did you see? Like that I told you, she was like uh, Sheila was freaking out because he wanted to live in a garage and she could not handle it. Right? God forbid. 
like a refurbished garage. Yeah. It's not a studio apartment, kind of. Right. She doesn't Come know on. how nice this garage was. Are you kidding? Some of the bedrooms Nick rented out of a house were worse than that. For sure. I mean, come on. Mm-mm. Anyways, there you go, guys. Married at First Sight recap. And that's season five. That's season five. And we can take a break and go on to True Blood if you'd like. But I will tell you that season six is pretty good. Yeah. They have, once again, my favorite couple. <laughs> Jeff D and... um. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it. I just don't think we have to talk about it because you're not going to be watching it also. That's true. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. But now you might want to watch True Blood. That's what I'm saying. I could take a break. I can double dip. What, I mean, really, what do we have to look forward to as far as shows if they're just now starting? Well, This Is Us starts on Tuesday. Does it? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's impressive. We're big This Is Us fans. Oh, my God. What is wrong with us? Who are we? I don't know, but I love that show. Fucking TikTok to This Is Us? Yeah. But like, also, like, last season wasn't that great, but I have high hopes for this season. Nick calls it my crying show. Yeah. He's like, every time I see you watch it, you're crying. I'm of like, course. it's the best. You would cry, too. Yeah. Um, I guess the the lead up is, um, what's the White Brothers name? Kevin. Yes. Kevin and Randall getting into a fight and Kevin saying that the, Randall says, like, well, yeah, they were already beefing. Yeah. They were beefing hard and at I the end. I can't remember what Randall says his worst day of his life was. Maybe it was dad dying or something. But he says something is the worst day. And then Kevin goes, the worst day of my life was, the, you. was when they brought you home yeah. or whatever. It's yeah, like, real low. Damn. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's going to be a good season. Yeah, they played it out dirty. Was, oh. Yep. So that's all I'm watching, Great British Bake Off. And I guess I'll keep watching True Blood. What is wrong with us? <laughs> it's very two different parts of my personality in it. Great British Bake Off is one of the few things that bring me that level of comfort and joy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Nothing's more calming. Okay. Um, Great. Anything else you want to talk about, B? No. That's it? <laughs> I think I think we're spent. Yeah. It's been a week. So next week, we're very excited. Halloween weekend. I have so much to look forward to. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do a heavy hitter next week for Halloween. We'll give you a hint. It's one of our favorite movies. Um, and to see Bee's Look of the Week and pictures. <laughs> it's going to be all sketched pictures. <laughs> pictures of this week's podcast. We do THC. What is our <laughs> fucking Instagram? <laughs> THC podcast on Instagram, THC True on Twitter. There is a Facebook page, True Hollywood Crime on Facebook. You can tell your friends and family that they can listen anywhere except for Apple, of course. Um, and that's it. So, thanks. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys are having a great October. Hope things are getting spooky wherever you are. And we will see you next time. <laughs>